Welcome to Scale School, my friends. I'm Dan Bolton, and my purpose here is simple. I wanna help you increase the scalability of your coaching or consulting business so as it gets bigger, life gets better. Here we will be talking everything from getting clients, keeping clients, teams, leadership, but most importantly, making scaling simple and fun again. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you get a ton out of today's episode. What's up beautiful humans, Dan here. Today I want to talk to you about how to think about money, specifically how I'm thinking about money. And I wanna introduce you to a couple of things that I think will really help you get richer this year, and yes, I am talking money, uh, and also how to be more abundant and feel more abundant, even if right now everything looks and feels the opposite of that. And this isn't gonna be a bunch of woo-woo theory. This is gonna be some really tactical, practical stuff that I've had to take myself through in going from not only being a broke youth pastor and then stepping into the online space and learning how to make and manage money, but even having to unlearn so much of what I grew up with when it comes to uh, thinking about money, approaching money, and kind of beliefs that I had to learn and unlearn. So to kind of wind the clock back, when I finished up being a youth pastor in 2018, the most amount of money pre-tax I had ever made was $50,000 New Zealand, which given, you know, the, whatever day or month that might be, USD, that's about, let's say, 35000 And that was the last two years of the nine-year journey uh, as a youth pastor. Previous to that, I was in the 20s uh, in terms of um, income pre-tax USD. And then previous to that, you know, I grew up in a, in a single parent household. I grew up with my mom. Uh, I, and so there was many times throughout my childhood where we were struggling to make ends meet. And so the idea of having more than enough, uh, both in my mind and in reality, was far from what I had experienced and far from what I believed was ever going to be true for me in my life. And I remember when my brain kind of broke, there was this moment where it was like, you know, the record scratches and all of a sudden I, I realized I am beyond my ability to understand what the heck is going on right now. And I had to adjust my way of thinking in order to get to new levels in business and personally. And I'll never forget, uh, I was working with an incredible coach who's become an amazing friend of mine uh, called Taki Moore at the time. And this was back in early 2019. So uh, 2018 was when I, I stepped into the online business space because of a really warm network of people that it, I'd built trust with over a long period of time, a part of my church community and local community. When I started business, there was no shortage of people that were willing to give little old Dan Bolton a shot at this online business thing. And so when I started, I was selling websites and I was running uh, social media for a local supermarket and running ads for a vehicle financing place. There were a lot of people that were willing to kind of give me a shot Help me help me try this thing out. And so I was able to get to 10K a month in my first 30 days. I totally understand that's not common. I don't at all say that that is what people should experience or expect, but that was my experience. And what happened was in that first kind of six to nine months, I bounced around 10, 15, 20K early 2019. So about seven months into the journey, uh, I was hitting 20 to 30,000 a month. But the moment that everything changed for me and I realized I had to really upgrade my mindset around money was when I hit $50,000 in a month. Now keep in mind, this was not $50,000 in profit. This was $50,000 in revenue, but making that number in a month and that being the same number I used to make in a year blew my mind. And I remember reaching out to Taki and saying, dude, <laughs> I 
like, I don't even know where to go from here. I don't even know which way is up. I feel like an imposter. I don't know if I deserve this. I, I feel like what I'm doing is illegal, even though it wasn't. There was just so many stupid thoughts going on in my mind. And that's happened for me at many different times. And there was even a big period of time, uh, I would even say up until the last six months, where any money we had, I felt like we had to spend it or give it away. Because that's how I trained myself, or more, more accurately, that's how we lived for most of our 20s. We were on a, on a kind of down-to-the-wire budget every single week. And, and we were also generous throughout that time. And so when we had money, we either spent it or we gave it away. And it didn't matter how much more money I made and how much more money was coming into my bank account. That way of thinking was still with me all the way through. And I had to learn some things and unlearn some things. And today I just wanna walk you through uh, a list of, um, let me just see here, I've got six things. I would love to share with a bonus seventh there of ways that you can think about money coming into this year because especially in this time, uh, there is so much uncertainty in the world around the economy with things like inflation, which we know for sure sucks and is real. And then the recession, which you know they keep changing the definition and so we're in one one minute and then we're not quite yet in one. But regardless, wherever we're heading, it seems to be like things are going to get tighter and harder financially for a lot of people around the world. I don't think that has to be the case for me and you if we approach it the right way. And so I'm gonna give you six things that I really wanna help you uh, practically think about money and do with money to help you become richer this year, like actually end up with more money in the bank than when you started it. And more importantly, I think more importantly, live out of this place of abundance where it's not like this woo-woo manifestation thing, but you actually wake up feeling abundant, right? You don't feel scarce, you don't feel scared, you don't feel afraid, you feel rich, you feel abundant, which is where I find myself in this season of life. But it wasn't easy to get here, but here are some of the tips and tactics that helped me get here. So number one is you have to sell and deliver an aligned offer sell and deliver an aligned offer. Now this might sound really fluffy, but here's what I've understood uh, about offers is that you really deeply need to believe in what it is you're selling. And this might sound like a foreign concept, or maybe this sounds like a no brainer to you, but there is a train of thought in the business space, in the coaching space especially, where it's like, who cares what you think? Just freaking build the business, dude. It's like, set your feelings aside and just go ahead and scale. And I call that bro scaling. It's like when you turn off your brain and you just turn off your heart and you just freaking put pedal to the middle. And a lot of the clients that I work with now come to me in that state and they end up slowly burning things to the ground because they realize they've built a business that they hate. They're marketing, selling and delivering an offer that sucks. And one of the things that I, I remember my friend Alex Scharfen teaching me is that as entrepreneurs, we will not grow into pain. Right? I want to say that again. We will not grow into pain. And so if consciously or subconsciously, you equate getting a new client with pain, right? You Either you're on the hook for a lot of things, you've got guarantees, you've got a lot of done for you, whatever it is. If the idea of signing a client is only exciting at the moment of payment and everything from there is downhill, you need to figure out how to fix that because the easiest way to make more money is to be excited about the way you are making money. And the way that you do that is by um, selling and delivering an aligned offer. And the way that I describe this is that uh, an aligned offer is one where you are as equally excited as the prospect when they join you. I wanna say that again. 
And aligned offer is one where you are as equally excited as the prospect when they join you. And again, this is not just about how you sell them in. This is about ultimately what you're promising and what you're delivering. And so if you're out of alignment here, right? If you're not excited about the way you're delivering results or the promises you're making or the guarantees you've got, you will not grow into pain. You have to figure this out because the moment that I started to structure the business around being excited about the clients we were working with, being excited about the promises we were making, being excited about the way in which we were working with people, my business grew because I was no longer afraid to sign clients. And not only was I not afraid, but I was freaking excited to do it. And so if you're not there yet, there's no judgment. We've all been there. You just need to make steps to bring things into alignment, to have an offer that you're as equally excited as the prospect when they sign up. You're not just excited at the moment of you know Visa or MasterCard and the Stripe notification, but the whole thing feels aligned and exciting to you. So that's number one is sell and deliver an aligned offer. Number two is learning how to optimize for MRR and quick cash. So MRR stands for monthly recurring revenue. And most people in the coaching space only think about cash. And so what happens is they go out and typically people are selling a, a 90 day thing, a four month thing, a six month thing. And what happens is they're trying to collect as much money up front, which totally makes sense. There is a place for that and I'll share more in a second. And then that client finishes and then they have to go and find another freaking client. And so they're coming into months with very low recurring revenue, except for a couple of uh, trailing payment plans. And they have to go out and sell a whole bunch of new clients just to be profitable. And where you want to take your business is to a place where your recurring revenue is over your expenses every single month. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of how to structure a recurring revenue offer, but basically you have, uh, let's say you've got a 16 week. And so in that period, you're trying to optimize for as much quick cash as possible. We do things like prepaid discounts, right? Where, for example, for 16 weeks, it might be 10K paid across the 16 weeks or you, they can save uh, 20%, which is 2,000, and they can prepay today, and that is $8,000. And that trick and tactic I got from Hormozy, and most people don't use it, but it's there's so much psychological layers that I can't get into as to why it's so powerful. But people love saving money. You also give the bigger number first, right? 10K paid across 16 weeks, or 8K if you prepay today, this is the language, very important, you save 20%, which is $2,000. People with money are then excited to prepay. This happens often in our business, and this is how we optimize for quick cash. How we optimize for recurring revenue is we take those same people and then on the back of the 16 weeks, we resell for a longer time commitment and we continue to set new milestones to work towards together and new game plans to achieve those milestones. And this is sounds very simple, but this is all under one offer, by the way. This isn't a front end and a back end. This is literally like one thing. So previously we called this the Scale Academy. And we had at one point over 100 people in the Scale Academy. And many of those people were well beyond their initial commitment because they continued to re-sign as we resold them on fresh goals and new game plans. And this is the key to recurring revenue. And one of the things we've always done is our weekly payments. So for the last two years, again, courtesy of Hormozy, I had the chance of working with him early 2021. And he said, dude, just move everyone to weekly payments. It's easier on the cash flow. There's smaller numbers for people to get their head around. And there are 4.3 weeks in a month, 
which means that every 12 months you get an extra billing cycle. Now, this isn't a hidden thing. You're not trying to like hide the, the overall number someone is paying for the, the program. People do the math. You do the math with the people. It's 16 weeks, it's 600 a week. But the point is that from a cash flow perspective for them and for you, it actually works out being superior. And so this is one of the ways that we've optimized for both quick cash and recurring revenue. However you choose to do it, the thing that I'll challenge you to do is in 2023, track recurring revenue as a core KPI in your business. Like make it a health metric, make it something that you're watching every single week. You're tracking, have we got more recurring revenue this month than we do last month? And the last thing I'll share here is the big breakthrough for us when we really figured out how to retain people, not just for weeks and months, but for years, which we have dozen, we've got very a lot of clients in that kind of space of years now, where we shifted the mindset from not just how do we make an offer so good that people feel stupid saying no, we shifted it to how do we have a program so good that people would feel stupid to leave, right? How do we keep people and keep adding value and keep solving problems so well that people go, I'm best served here like this is the best spot for me why would i go anywhere else and that is how we've retained people for so long and how we've had such high recurring revenue for a long time like i'm in the midst of changing my model now i've let a whole bunch of clients go that were under a new model but for a long time our recurring revenue for over three years was at least 100k a month so we were at a seven figure run rate uh, just in our recurring revenue Right, so that brought massive predictability, and it was why we were able to hit, you know, two million a year for the last two years, and why I was able to do it last year with eliminating marketing and sales for seven months, which is a whole nother podcast. But number two is uh, optimize for recurring revenue and quick cash. Number three, stack cash. This is different than simply optimizing for quick cash. This is trying to keep as much of the money that you can as possible and specifically stack it, like try and be disciplined enough to when you get it, don't spend it. There is this thing that I've absolutely experienced called lifestyle creep. It's when you make more money in your business, you increase your income, and by increasing your income, you increase your personal expenses, and you start getting better haircuts and buying a better car. You know, early on, I bought a Tesla because I could afford it. And so there are things that you can now afford that just because you can afford them doesn't mean you should buy them, doesn't mean you should rent them, it doesn't mean you should spend money on them. And I think this is a really foreign concept for a lot of people because so many of us start out in a sense of lack, right? Whether you grew up in it like I did, whether your background was you didn't make a lot of money for a long time like me, or whether you just start out at 5K a month in your business or 10K a month and you're kind of slowly building this thing, we're not used to typically having a lot of money around. And so when we have more money, we, we do what I did, right? Which is we spend it or we give it away or we just throw it away somewhere, right? Because it's a foreign concept. And one of the things that I wanna encourage you to do is to get used to having money around and track your cash on hand, both from a business perspective and a personal perspective. So every day I look at how much money I have in our accounts and then my virtual assistant also sends me a report of how much money we have in um, our business account and what our cash collected is month to date. So I'm always watching that. It's just a simple Slack message I get first thing in the morning, but it helps me understand where are we at and are we tracking in the right direction. So number three is stack cash. Number four, connected to this, uh, and is the key um, to really number three, is maximizing margin by slashing expenses. And this is both on the business and personal side. So this is very practical. But most of us do not really truly know where all of our money is going. 
If we start with business, for example, it's very common to get to a point in business where you have so many subscriptions, it's hard to keep a track of. You've got a $37 one here, a $97 one here, a $297 here, and all of those things compound. And then you add in the complexity of team and sales commissions and Facebook ads and whatever else. You really quickly can lose track of where your money is going. And it sounds boring and it sounds tedious and it's definitely not how my mind thinks, right? I'm not an accountant. I don't wanna be one, but yet I needed to learn and, and continue to need to learn the skill of tracking where is money going. And the simplest advice I can give you on this with this maximizing margin principle is printing out your bank statements for the last few months on the business and personal side and looking at everything with like a magnifying glass and going, do we need this? Is this serving us? And is this really helping me either make my life better or helping us grow or hit my goals. And, and I would challenge you uh, to, to look at that pretty ruthlessly. I imagine there are a lot of things on our expense reports, business and personal, that we could probably do without, that we could eliminate, and life wouldn't even get any worse, and business wouldn't get any worse. And saying this on maximizing margin, one of the things I do not slow down on is I don't, and I am not slowing down on investing in myself. So the idea of investing in a coaching or buying courses, again, I'm not going on spending sprees. I'm not turning my brain off and just seeing a freaking ad and buying stuff for the sake of it, but I'm absolutely not slowing down on investing in myself. So what you wanna do is make sure that you're just eliminating the fluff. You're not eliminating like the coach that you need, right? The ads that you need to run things, the team that you need, but you are also not holding on to things like sacred cows and just assuming you need them because you've been paying them for six months or 12 months or because you have some sort of idealistic view of like, I need to run ads. Like it might surprise you, I make great money, we don't run any ads anymore, right? I have an audience now, my goal is just to grow things organically and nurture the audience I have. So look at everything you're doing and question, do I need it, is this helping me, is this making life or business better or can I cut the fluff? Number five, invest wisely. So I'm just gonna start here by saying I'm not an investor. And not only is this a disclaimer of this isn't financial advice, but I really don't care about investing. The idea of just getting super rich because I'm sitting there watching the stock markets or crypto or you know, looking at doing villa renovations here in Bali, because uh, that is all the rage, that doesn't interest me at all. I wanna keep my life as simple as possible. I wanna make as much money through the business as possible. And then I wanna use that cash for stuff that either has utility for me or is a really safe bet. And so if you have experience in investing, by all means, go nuts, do what you gotta do. But for me, my investments are going to be buying land and houses that we will actually use, right? So whether we live in them full time or whether we live in them a portion of the year and then rent them out the other portion of the year on Airbnb or something like that, and in Bitcoin. Now, I'm not gonna talk to you about crypto or anything like that, do your own research, but my point is, if you are stacking cash, make sure that you're not, A, investing to the point that you are going to be sacrificing the cash you might need soon, right? That's a silly decision. Don't take the cash that you might need soon and go, I'm gonna throw it into Bitcoin. I'm gonna throw it on, you know, poo coin or whatever, like, um, and, and risk being putting yourself in a bad situation. But whenever you are above a threshold, like for me, having minimum 100K in the bank is like, you know, it's, 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 it became my hygiene standard a long time ago. Once you find out your minimum, then you can learn to invest and dollar cost average into stuff, whatever it might be. 
But what I'm trying to really drill home is your investing strategy, if you have one at all right now, which right now you might not need one, should be simple. It should be no fluff. You shouldn't be sitting around, you know, with your extra 20 grand trying to figure out 17 different ways to split it. 20 grand for most people, for most investments is not that much money. You just need to focus on making more money in your business and keeping the investment side simple. So number five, invest wisely. Number six, connected to everything I'm talking about here is simplifying everything. The answer to most of our business and life challenges is figuring out how to get more from less. So one of the things that this works on both sides, this is connected to how do we spend less money and how do we make more money? One of the best things that I did for our business is I eliminated having a back-end offer. So we had the classic front-end 16-week thing and then the 12-month mastermind thing. That took a lot of resources, both from our team, uh, my time and energy, I mean, running one program and making it really good is hard enough. I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but having two is even harder. And so one of the best things that I did in terms of helping me make more money, uh, simplify things so that I was spending less time and energy and we could actually simplify our team was putting everything into one offer. And whatever it might be for you, I would challenge you to look at areas of your business and of your life and go, how can I get more from less? What happened when I doubled down on one program is my confidence level and how good it was went up. So when we were selling as a team, when I was marketing, when I was writing copy or shooting ads, my certainty for how good this freaking program was, was way up there because I was no longer splitting my attention across multiple things. It was all in focused on one place. So number six, simplifying everything, making sure that you were not overcomplicating things to the point where A, you're spending a lot of money to maintain something that's not really worth maintaining. And B, you're, you're limiting your ability to scale because it's fancy, it's complex, and it's difficult. You want it to be simple, right? Simple scales, fancy fails. That's number six. Number seven, I said, was a bonus. And I'm really embarrassed to say I posted kind of this list the other day on Facebook. And, um, you know, I posted this. And I was thinking, like, he's really smart. You know, got a couple of cool thoughts. Someone challenged me. They said, you know, this is great. And number seven, give generously. And I felt like an idiot because, to be honest, this is one of my biggest whys in life. This is like a huge driver for me. This, this started when I was young and didn't have much. You know, when I was 16, I dropped out of school. I started working at a retail store. And I learned from that time that generosity was a big part of like what I wanted to do. And from that moment on, I've basically given at least 10% of my income. Now it's evolved over the years. You know, when I was involved in local churches and things like that, a lot of that went to the church. But now like in our life, giving is such a huge key to my overall well-being, my mission and purpose in life. I want to get rich so that I can buy houses for people, so I can buy people cars, so I can pay for dinners, so I can buy groceries for people, so I can give people you know, who need money, money without having to be stressed about it. And why I'm bringing this up is regardless of your financial situation, whether you have $100 or 100 million, right? The principle is the same, is that we should all strive to be more generous. And one of the quickest ways to combat the fear and the scarcity that we could find ourselves in in this world when everything seems to be falling apart is to choose to not give into it, to not pretend as if our money is finite. Money is infinite. Money is everywhere. When you learn to make money, you realize that there is no limit to how much money you can make. You can continue to upskill and grow and raise your standards. Like money can be made easily when you learn how to do it. And so one of, the, one of the most important things that you need to remind yourself is that money is not scarce. 
And, and the quickest way to remind yourself of that is to give some away. Big, small, just do it consistently. And I, I remember hearing a quote years ago from one of my favorite people, uh, one of my all-time mentors, a guy called Erwin McManus. And he was giving a giving talk to his church. And he just said this, and I, I, it's stuck with me for like the last 15 years. He said, generous people change the world and greedy people ruin everything. <laughs> and, and I love the simplicity and the brutality because it's so true. Our favorite people on the earth are not greedy people, right? They are generous people. They are people that, that live with a more than enough mentality. And so number seven, when it comes to, you know, um, how, to, how to think about money this year, right? How to survive the recession, how to not only survive in this time, but thrive, I think is continuing to give and continuing to cultivate that abundance mindset by reminding yourself that you are someone who is capable of making not just enough for you, but enough for good charitable donations to help other people to contribute, to serve, that you're actually a positive, like a, a net positive for humanity. So I could keep going on that. I could keep ranting and raving, but I'm hoping that this is helpful. Like the reality is, is that most of us have patterns of belief that we need to break free from, things that are holding us back, whether it's about how we make money or how little money we make, whether it's about how we manage money, whether it's about how we save, invest, give, whatever it might be. My challenge to you is to figure out those patterns of belief because there is only so much looking at spreadsheets, right? Figuring out aligned offers, all that stuff, and it's all good. But ultimately, it's like putting water into a bucket with holes in it. The water will only rise to the level of the lowest hole. And many of us have beliefs that just completely undermine uh, you know, our ability to get rich and to be generous, right? We might believe that, you know, money is the root of all evil. We might believe that rich people are bad. So how on earth would you ever expect to become one if that's what you believe? And so I want to encourage you to identify and rewire your brain around these things. And, and the last thing I say on this is, get around people and listen to people that have better money mindsets than you. Like there are so many practical things that I could walk through of, of more than what I've shared, how I've cultivated this mindset and continue to cultivate it. But the best piece of advice I could give you is to listen to and surround yourself with people who have better money mindsets than you. People who make more money, people who are more generous, people who are better with their money, all of the above. So I'm hoping this is helpful. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out on uh, social media somewhere, anywhere, and I will be there. Uh, and I hope you have an amazing day and I look forward to seeing you in another episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Scale School. I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that so you can be notified every time we drop future episodes. And if you and I have not already connected, feel free to track me down on any one of the social media platforms. My big head and smiling face are no doubt gonna be there. And you can just search my name, Dan Bolton, and we can connect there. But thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.